0: Welcome to the Lore Lumen podcast. I'm your host Harrison Conley on the Lore Lumen podcast. We try to bridge the connection between creativity and philosophy in hopes to reawaken your sense of wonder. If you like what you hear and you want to find out more, you can visit us at lorelumen.com or become a member at patreon.com slash lorelumen if you're interested in getting early access to these episodes, product discounts from our store, and additional secret content only available to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So today we're talking about why we fear greatness, what is imposter syndrome, and why we as creatives or non-creatives have a hard time Being appropriately humble yet confident about the work we do. And today I'm joined with Josiah Claggett, who I thought would be really great. How do you want to be introduced? Entrepreneur, creative. Well, there
1: you go. That's just a good question. I don't even know how I need to be introduced right now in my life. Entrepreneur, uh, Kind of an artist, but that it that that's why this conversation is interesting for me because uh, I don't feel comfortable calling myself an artist, but I,
0: you know, I am one. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so to start us out, I think we should define what it means to fear greatness. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like it means to suffer from? imposter syndrome, for example?
1: Mm. Oh boy. Um, Imposter syndrome in my own life has looked like people inviting me into something and me feeling like, wow, there's no way that I can do that. But maybe they're seeing something in me that I don't see in myself. And in fact, what they're seeing kind of breaks my personal glass ceiling, so to speak. <laughs> I put ceilings above myself all the time where I'm like, oh, i uh, that's a ceiling for me. I can't go past that. And then I find that people around me um, ask me to do things that I don't feel comfortable with. And that tension of do I show up or do I say no? The easy thing would be to say, oh, I don't do that. But the harder thing to do and the thing that I've been trying to practice is to say, "Um, you know what? Yes, I'll, I'll give that a shot. I'll show up.
0: For me, when I have suffered from a fear of greatness and a fear of acting out my potential, it's because for me, if I act out and show the world what I'm fully capable of at 100% effort at fully optimizing every opportunity, and then I fail, then there's nothing in me that can tell myself, no, there's, there's greatness within me. I'd much rather stay on the side of like, there's greatness within me that hasn't been tapped yet, rather than on the side that I've maxed out my potential and it still wasn't good enough. I'd much rather leave a little bit in the tank to tell myself, like, if I ever mm-hmm. gave it that full effort, then I would, uh, be successful. But I'm going to hold back a little bit because if I didn't failed, I would mm-hmm. have nothing to tell myself, nothing to feed the confidence needed to wake up the next day and continue down a creative risk filled career.
1: Yeah yeah it's hard (laughs) just before we started recording we were talking about isn't it funny that this isn't always how it is but isn't it funny that the things that we kind of just crap out and put out into an audience that's the stuff that gets the most engagement the most comments and the most like you know, shares or whatever. And then the stuff that you slave over and, you know, you add that extra layer of production and you just imagine all the acclaim that you get. And it's just crickets. (laughs) It's heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So like the other day I was talking to friends of mine, I was talking to other creatives and I think what made me really want to talk about this topic was, Hearing them, in a brief moment of honesty, they explained to me how, despite their ambition and despite their goals, that they, they probably won't ever be deemed successful. Even if they're able to do some sort of creative output to make money, it won't be the type that they're most passionate about because they don't hustle hard enough or because their discipline isn't refined as much. And it broke my heart a little bit because though we all know what that's like, it, it felt like the truth in a way that was very uncomfortable at the time. It mm-hmm. felt like because she believed that to be the case so much that unless something changes within her, it would become a prophecy of her life a little mm-hmm. bit. And it broke my heart because I have I can objectively look at her work and know how she deserves the greatest of achievements in her discipline today, much less tomorrow, 10 years from now, as she continues to hone it. But for her to honestly not just think internally, but to say it out loud that she probably won't make it the way she hopes she would, the way she's putting all of her eggs in her basket to make it. Uh, there's something about that that made me feel like there's too many creatives who aren't living out their creativity because of the syndrome that we all suffer from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I That's really sad to hear, but so relatable. I mean, language... And language is so powerful. What you speak out, if you keep a record of the things that you speak over your life, the self-fulfilling prophecy thing is, that is a real phenomenon. Language is so powerful, but it's so scary to, I mean, speak out. I want to be an artist inside a gallery or I want to have a podcast that people talk about (laughs) or, you know, um, because when you speak it out, it almost creates an expectation in your mind. And if you speak it out in front of other people, then you're held accountable.
0: What do you feel like I mean, obviously, you can say,, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't listen to that voice in your inside your head. It's not true, but I think to some extent, it, it needs to be validated, and it's not wrong when it convinces you to fear the the dragon of ambition, to fear the dragon of the stage, essentially, the the empty spotlight that's waiting for you to stand in front of it. I think there is some validity to being cautious as you approach that spotlight, if you were to ever approach that spotlight, but other than just, Hey, just don't listen to that voice. What do you feel like are tips or ideas for w- living with, but working around that voice that says you should, f- you should fear greatness because you probably are incapable of it. You should avoid the opportunity to succeed because uh, though that's, something someone else has done you're not them for
1: me it's probably about perspective i have not mastered it by any means but one thing that i've learned over the last year is setting the long-term goal and identifying the elephant that is before you but then reverse engineering that goal into, you know, you've got to eat the elephant one piece at a time. And that's your work. You know, that, that little tiny thing that you're supposed to eat for breakfast tomorrow morning, that's what you got to show up for. And it can be really easy to just look at the whole thing and feel completely overwhelmed. But if you can just kind of be consistent and faithful with the work that's set before you for the next meal, the next hour, the next minute, and you just keep your head down and you worry about the little 1% improvements day by day, and you start to see the dial move. You start to see that you've made some progress towards things, and I've shattered so many of my personal ceilings that I've set before myself, that I'm starting to adopt a new view of myself, that it's starting to become easier to associate myself with big, hairy goals.
0: For me, it it was just a couple of days ago when an opportunity presented itself for me to be able to have access to a couple of different opportunities. Essentially, I found a tool that put me and my product right in front of people who might want to buy it right off of me. And it's so interesting because it's the thing that you always want. It's the thing that you tell yourself, this is what I'm working for." But then, when it hits and the opportunity presents itself right in front of you, I was amazed at how quickly I told myself, ah, you should probably just keep doing a little bit more research, keep doing a little bit more work. Oh, this isn't quite the way it needs to be. So mm-hmm. that's great. I'm just going to put a bookmark uh, in this opportunity and come back to it when this is ready and that is ready, but of course you're, you're never going to be actually ready, ready, you know? And it, it's, I'm not wrong in saying that there's things that need some improvement over here, you know? So, and that's why the imposter syndrome can be valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so funny how quick I am to use the justification of, no, I'm still preparing things mm-hmm. as an excuse for avoiding the direct face-to-face opportunity to like face the metaphorical dragon in my world. Yeah,
1: um, I'm actually reminding myself of this as we speak because the last few things that I've published have been I've been very insecure about because my goal has been to get good feedback from these things, and when that has been the goal, the publish date has always been weeks out. I've had things sitting in my backlog of things to finish for months now. And it was only till this past weekend when I finally reserved like a Sunday and I went to work and I was like, I have to publish something (laughs) because I have like creative constipation. I just have this backlog of things that I have been tinkering on but when I published them I was I was ready for feedback and to become famous and all these just I just love me please um but yeah I don't know I'm I'm reminding myself right at this very moment that it is possible and it is healthy for me to say this isn't about my fake little audience it's it's really about my work about creating art because that's
0: what i love to do so what do you feel like would be a good takeaway for anybody listening to this who might be Mm -hmm. thinking that they're unworthy of the greatness that might present itself only once in a lifetime if ever and what do you feel like you want people who might even know a little bit of success, but feel like it's a one-off and that it surely won't happen again. What do you want those individuals to to know and to take away? Like, what would you tell younger Josiah? If I were to
1: advise myself a little bit younger, um, I think I would just say show up. I I did so much risk mitigation as a kid, and I wanted to ensure that I could be successful at every single thing that I did. So I didn't get my first broken bone until I was 25, and uh, people are always shocked. But I, because I did, you know, I played rugby and I did rock climbing and I, you know, did skateboarding and stuff, but I always knew exactly how to mitigate 96% of the risk out of any scenario that I was entering into. And I don't know. I look at my childhood and I think, man, I, I just, I wasn't fully alive. And I wasn't, (sighs) there were other kids that were shooting funny videos and I, I saw them and I was like, man, I really wish that I could do that, but I'm just too scared of what my peers think of me. And if if I just kind of showed up a little bit more, I think that if I could tell myself that, hey, it doesn't really matter. You can you can do that. You can give it a, give it a shot. I think that's what I would tell myself, and I, I think that's what I would tell other people as well.
0: So the question I have for you today is. If you were able to validate but move beyond the voice that's telling you you're unworthy of success and that you should keep a little bit of creative energy on hold, if you were able to bypass that, what might you be able to achieve? Thanks for listening.